The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Hey guys, your favourite podcast is just seconds away, but what if you could listen to it without worrying about using data? Got an offer for you right now. Uh, if you go to ilovedata.com.au, you're going to get 50 gigs of data for only $59.95 a month. There's no contracts. There's no catches. It's ilovedata.com.au. Open that up on your browser now, and let's get into the podcast. Big one tonight. Matty Hayden will join us as we get ready for the first cricket test, plus the latest on how the Shield players jockeying for test spots are faring. Jeff Fennick goes nuts on why Mundine Green should not go ahead. Rabs is here, and the AFL has another crack at the international market. To the rush uh, welcome hour. to Hump Day, and apologies right off the bat to the audience and to you, Rabs, if I'm a bit cranky and snap at you because I haven't eaten in two and a half days. But uh, hello to you. What are you on the girdler? Yes, uh, the girdler diet they call it now, don't they? It it requires so much water. This is a four day cleanse. It requires so much water. I'm actually full all the time and bloated. Yeah, <laughs> so, but uh, I I did break. I had I've had caffeine headaches the last couple of days, so I have just taken a sip of coffee, which is not allowed in the diet. But honestly, you wouldn't want to be near me if I if I didn't have when coffee you, coming into the day. When you say you take the mixture, what's the mixture made of? Do it's you know? It's a mix of clay, buckwheat, chia what? seeds, and something else. Do you say clay? Yes, a special clay, not not French open clay. It's a special food clay. But it's 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 well, like it's like f- two tablespoons of dirt mixed yeah. with hot water has to be hot and and then and then down the and you have to drink it quickly otherwise it 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 becomes like glue. If you die, you could finish up as a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be clean as a whistle downstairs. That's the main. But that's thing. how they, that's how they make puppets out of clay. <laughs> you could finish up as Punch right. and Judy. Let's get pun- wow. Punch and Judy. That's the first time they've been referenced on this show. Jeff Fennick is going to join us. I don't think he's happy, Rabs. I think he might come on coming off the long run. <laughs> I think he, I'd, love to, I'd love to see Jeff Fennick opening the bowling for Australia. It'd be good. Uh, he's going to talk to us about why Mundine Green shouldn't go ahead. Uh, and Matty Hayden will join us shortly as well. It is the rush hour. Getting you through a Wednesday, we do it for Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps and expert tips from Best Bets. But please gamble responsibly. Rush Hour, Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. And before we get this man on, Rabs, what, what's your initial thoughts to Green Mundine with both in their 40s, 10 years after their initial fight, uh, the South Australian government ploughing a ridiculous amount of money. Good luck to the two boxers. What do you think of the whole event? Well, you know, you, you've taken me by surprise, really, that we're talking about this. But at the uh, at the outset, I thought it was obviously about money, and I'm sure it is. I, I think it's personal. But I, I think the major question I need to ask of Jeff is, what does it do for boxing? And, and, and more importantly, what do those who love the fight game, what are they saying about this fight. Is it a joke or is it of some value to the sport? Well, let's get him on now. Hello, Jeff Fennick. Hey, guys. How are you? What's your response? We're good. What's your response to Rabs' assertion there or Rabs' question? 
Well, 10 years ago, Rabbit was an amazing event. Um, um, it, it got everything it deserved plus more. And, um, you know, 10 years later, I think it's um, um, maybe the worst thing that can happen to boxing for a long time. Um, look, the, the simple fact of the matter is that the guy's going to be 20 pounds heavier than, than anything Mundine. It's, it's, it's against the fighters. It's, it's, in, in Victoria, if you're three or four kilos heavier, they will not let you fight. You, you know, in the 60 kilos and 60, maybe that's why they didn't fight there. And the sport's supposed to be regulated. Whoever's regulated this, and I, and I, and I don't say this lightly, if Anthony Mundine gets hit by Danny Green, full on, we could have a fatality. And I don't care what Anthony wants to say about me or what anybody wants to say about me. Anthony's been knocked down eight times in his last three fights against guys who are 69, 70 kilos. Guys who are, are nothing compared to Danny Green. Um, the, 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 in, I, I believe Anthony's in danger. Yeah, let, let me just push you. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, Jeff let, let, let's, let, let, me just, let me just explain to people. They're going, they've set the weight at 83, a catch weight, and Danny Green, his last fight he fought at 86, and Anthony, Anthony's been fighting at under 70 kilos, if I'm right. That's correct. But wait, that's what Danny weighed in at. So if he weighed in at 86, he's fighting at 91 at least. Wow. So that's what you've got to realise. We, we all put on weight straight after the weigh-in. We, we starve, we put on weight. Anything okay, how, how close? How close? Can I ask you, how close then to 83 do you think they both might get? I mean, Anthony might come in well under 83 and Danny well over. I believe, well, Danny will come in. They've got to make weight. So Danny will make 83. Anthony may be, who knows, in, in the 70s. But, I mean, he's just put on weight that he hasn't had for the last you know, three or four years. And like I said, it, it, it's very, very dangerous. I mean, I just hope that the South Australian government, um, if something serious happens, are ready to, to pay some, 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 some legal bills. Wow, that's heavy stuff. Well, you, you, you know, fought, didn't you fight Azuma uh, only about six or seven years ago? Now, Azuma is not Danny Green, and he was basically in, in your age bracket as well. But can't you make the argument, well, if you fought at that age, what's wrong with these two blokes fighting at this age? Wait, wait, I have no problem about them fighting. I'm not talking about age. Age, right? I'm talking, I'm talking about the weight, the sure. weight uh, difference. Yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking about watching Anthony get knocked down, like I said, eight, eight times in his last three fights against guys who are twenty or who are thirty-five, forty pounds lighter than Danny Green. Listen, like I said, ten years ago was an amazing competition. It was an amazing contest. In, in ten years in a, in a boxer's life, when he's been hit, knocked down. Is, is a very long 10 years. I've been knocked down. I don't know what it's like to get hit and get hurt. It's happened to me. I thought I was invincible. Once your chin's gone, it doesn't get better. Anthony's doesn't get better. Your hip doesn't carry your chin. I saw uh, the last Mundine fight. It was about a year ago, and he got knocked down, I think, five times. And he was actually quite the warrior. He kept getting up. He, he did it really against his own good. Uh, Jeff, I've got a feeling not even he thinks he can win this fight. Well, let me just give you... Uh, this This what this what hurts me the most. To hear Anthony... Himself say yesterday that he's a twenty to one underdog. That's an understatement. He's a hundred to one underdog. He's fighting a guy that you know hasn't been hurt. Then he's a big, strong guy, very fit, very healthy guy who will first punch landed will, will knock Anthony. Listen, Garth Wood, who's a great friend of mine and a, and a great competitor, isn't in the league of Danny Green, but knocked him knocked Anthony Mundine out cold. So, so Jeff, Jeff, at the bottom of at the bottom of all this. Is there a fire in the belly? Is it personal? Um, or is it just about money? 
listen, Rabs, I'm going to tell you something. It's all about money because I know for a fact that these guys have been talking about, you know, planning this for years. And well, they've done an amazing job. The promoters of this show have done an amazing job going there to the, to the South Australian government. I'm not sure how many heads they have in South Australia, but they're not very smart ones. <laughs> you know? Okay. We're talking, okay. we're talking yep. about Tasmania, but I'm just saying I'm not sure, you know, how smart they are. Listen, they're, they're, listen, Invest if, if you want to invest in boxing, go and get a couple of the young South Australian kids who've got talent and invest in them. Do something for the future. Go and invest some of that money in, into youth off the streets to help these kids who are homeless. These kids are both already millionaires. They don't need money. Of course, we all want more money. It's never enough. I, you know, I'll put my hand out to that as well. But listen, this is a mismatch. This, this is against the regulations of the sport of boxing. You're not allowed to fight somebody 10 kilos heavier than you. It's against Can- the law. Can I ask? Can I ask you this, Jeffrey? Uh, the the people that you admire in boxing, people that love boxing, what are they saying? Are they saying the same as you, or are they thinking the same as you? They think it's a joke, Ray. I wouldn't, Ray. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one. I'm, call me what you want to be. I'm not going to sit back and say to people, "Oh, it's going to be a great fight." Listen, the best thing that anybody can do in Australia is go to the pub at the time, have a beer at 10 o'clock when the fight starts, and about five past then, put Fox Sports on, you'll see easy that Mundine get knocked out, unless unless Danny Green carries him for a few rounds and, 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 and plays the public. And I believe that's what they're going to do. Okay. All right. Well, I think I think I don't think Jeff's left anything on the table there, Rebs. I think we know uh, his point of view. Will, will you actually watch it, Jeff? Oh, no way. I, I never watched the first fight, and I won't watch this. But uh, like I said, Fox Sports... Um, I'll watch, I'll watch the replay. And, and like I said, um, look, I know for a fact that these guys were talking about fighting in Melbourne, meeting up and having a fake argument in front of people to make to, to hype the fight up. To me, this is just a joke. It's a joke, a total joke. I can tell you one thing, Jeffrey. Hip operations don't bring back the fountain of youth. I can tell you that and, from experience. And hip operations do, certainly don't bring back uh, a chin that is that is that is now brittle, and like I said, I've been there. Abs, I had a, I had a chin of granite, and then at the end of my career, I started getting, getting hurt. Well, Anthony, like I said, you, everybody has witnessed what happened to Anthony against guys in the sixty-nine kilo division. Now he's fighting somebody that's going to weigh in at eighty-three and will weigh eighty-eight by the time they get in the ring. So it's going to be a huge difference, Rabs. All right, Jeff. One final, just, just just one final, Dan. Just one final question, Jeff. Is there any chance you're putting the nine on for the blue and golds again? <laughs> uh, I'd love to play for the Blue and Golds. Yeah. Even for the dollar they paid me last, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> How did he go it's, as a number nine? He, oh, he's a, he was good. I, he was good. He was fighting above his weight. That's why I asked him the question. Yeah. But he was very brave. Let me tell you that. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, guys. Jeff Fennick joining us on the Rush Hour. And I, as I said, I don't think we're in any doubt as to, as to his feelings. This is the uh, Rush Hour. More after this. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We did mention at the start of the show that we've been handed an incredible deal from Ovo Mobile. So if you switch to Ovo Data Sim, you're going to get 50 gig for $59.95 on 4G. And this is going to change how you enjoy listening to music, video, sport, all the stuff you do on your mobile device with nothing more than a new sim. And get this just for you for listening right now. Ovo will give you the first month at half price. Let's do some math. Let's work that out. A whole month to enjoy 50 gig on 4G for just $29.95, then $59.95 after that. So there's no contract and Ovo will instantly upgrade your plan to any better offers they release as part of their more for fans promise. And with 50 gig, you can afford to catch up with us more often. 
Open your browser now and get on at ilovedata.com.au. 50 gig for $59.95 on 4G and then half price for the first month. ilovedata.com.au. Now let's get back to the show. We got a lot of tweets for that for the after that interview. A lot of things suggesting, oh, Jeff's just jealous. Je- uh, Jeff has lost money in the past on these blokes, so he, he's filthy with the world. Maybe, maybe those people are right, Rabs. But the point that he makes about the weight, it does seem to make a lot of sense. Oh yeah, look, there's no doubt about that, and and there's probably a lot of credibility in what these people that are tweeting you <laughs> are saying. But uh, you know, he's entitled to an opinion. I mean, it. It may well be some of the the things that have happened in the past that are being revisited, but uh, he's right about the weight factor. I mean, it's it's a regulation in the fight game that there can't be a disparity any any higher than X amount of kilograms. Um, And he's basically saying it's against the law. Well, it's against the law of boxing. That's what it's against. But, I mean, he was animated. He sounded sincere. It is about money. Every every man and his well, dog knows that it's about that. money, you know? They're not, eh? even, they're not even denying that, that it's about the money. Uh, yeah, look, exactly. You know, it's a mercenary thing, but, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is I don't know that it's helping the fight game. That's all. All right, let's uh, do a sports update right after this. Rush out. Now on the rush hour, when athletes attack... <laughs> Welcome into Sports Center, the former number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd, welcome back. We've missed you, Floyd. Hey, how you doing? I'm not no former number one pound-for-pound fighter. I'm, I'm just saying I'm the best fighter in, in the sport of boxing. No one has dethroned me, so how am I not pound-for-pound the best fighter in the world? You tell me. Because you're retired? Uh, what the, but have I ever been beat? But what happens is you informed Ring Magazine well, you were retired again, I already, as already, already champion. Forgot, I already forgot who I'm talking to. I'm talking to Brian Kinney, a guy who's <laughs> never laced up gloves a day in his life, who don't know nothing about boxing. Well, it's, it's good to have you back in, in top form already. You retired. What, Floyd, do you want to be a champion emeritus forever? You walked away. You actually retired. Uh, we, we know you don't know nothing about boxing. The Rush Hour. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bet. Scamble responsibly. Triple M, it is the rush hour when we do sports updates. They are for Jets 24-hour fitness, like right now. Save $89 on your gym membership with $0 joining fee. Visit jets.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Sports update. Usman Khawaja and Joe Burns have staked their claims to return to the Australian test side. Burns is 1-11 not out at last uh, update. For Queensland against New South Wales, Kawaja made 79, and Mitchell Stark has made has successfully made it through the 15 overs he was limited to in his hit out before the first test. Nothing to write home about, none for 52, but he got through the 15 overs, so that's the main thing. Sean Marsh knocked up 73 last night for WA, so unless he pulls up lame, that's likely to punch his ticket uh, for the first test. Sydney FC has wasted no time complaining about having to play next month's FFA Cup final away against Tim Cahill's Melbourne City. Sydney FC will go through the entire tournament without a single home game. In fairness, though, they did get to play a park team in the semis where uh, I think this is not a dirty secret. I think this is well known. They actually rigged the draw to make sure that they get one of these second-tier teams into the final four. So... Uh, where Sydney FC are beneficial there. Beneficiaries, maybe not so with the home games. And the AFL, Rabs, is going to China. 
Port Adelaide wow. Power and Gold Coast Suns will play for Premiership points next season in Shanghai in May. Oh, that's wonderful. It's got something to do that's with wonderful. the sponsorship. Uh, AFL's behind this. No, I, I read about this. Yeah, they're confident it's going to draw a very big crowd and it will be a, a financial success. I mean... Uh, I mean, I know we might be jealous of them in many ways, but at the end of the day, they don't make decisions like this lightly. The ground is a... <laughs> don't think they're playing at the bird's nest in Beijing. This is a dump of a ground they're playing at. They, it fits about 25,000, but I suppose if they fill it, it's going to be a great look. There's surrounding mm. buildings, that, you know. You wouldn't mistake... It, it looks like a Chinese venue. It's just got that look about it, so um, good luck to them if they can fill it. Um then maybe they'll go back for more. Uh, that is a sports update for Jets 24-hour fitness rush hour, Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. And we get, this is like an annual event, Rabs, and we, we get him on to talk cricket, but it always, we, we coincide it with you to make sure you're yeah. co-hosting the show because either you're still having problems with last year's recipe Matt gave you or you want a new recipe. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, last year he told me to go and buy a mud crab and uh, drop it in the boiling water for eight minutes and then take it out and let it sit. Uh, what he didn't tell me, I had to thaw the thing out before I dropped it in the water. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, that doesn't matter. I, I love his recipes. He, he's, he's really, really clever. Well, that's on Very you. Uh, Matty Hayden, hello to you. <laughs> oh, jeez, I've got to have a bit of a chuckle at that one, Rabs. It's a well, rookie mistake, mate. But we've, well... It's a bit like, you know, one of my favourite times of the year was always around Christmas yeah. when the prawns used to get delivered to the change rooms and I used to pick anyone from Melbourne in general that would just entertain me for half an hour and try and appeal a prawn. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll cut the ears off of mango. Both, both were as entertaining as each other because I've got to say, mate, you're, you're a wonderful broadcaster. You're a fabulous man. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> but with due respect... <laughs> You're allowed to thaw out a mud crab before you put it in boiling water. <laughs> on, isn't there a theory about certain foods, and I'm on your side, Matty, but isn't there a theory, Rabs, about certain foods that you're supposed to put it into the water frozen? It makes it better. Like if you put uh, uh, frozen chips into the pot, into the, oh, yeah. into the no, fryer. Yeah. <laughs> I would say at this point in time, we're all clutching. <laughs> I can't think of too many things that you put frozen into anything hot. This doesn't really make that much sense. But look, Rabs, I'm glad that it, you had a go at it because most people don't. It's a bit, I mean, for something that, that is only a mother could love, let's put it that way, and that's yeah. a mud crab. Not you, of course. A mud crab. The problem. It is a very ugly critter. Yeah. And you've yeah. had a go at it, and that's good. Yeah. All right, we've got to get into some crit going, Rabs. No, I was just going to say, Matt, the problem is it's a very expensive pastime. Do you know what I'm paying for a mud crab down here? Well, can I say 65 bucks a kilo? Would that be about right? About 85? Oh, ouch. And how much, how, how much does a standard mud crab weigh? Well, half a? I mean, a big, a big, a big one. You'll get around sort of, you know, one kilo plus, oh. you know, one and a half kilos. Yeah. It's oh, an yeah. Expensive you, experiment. You, you're only just throwing the little ones back at that stage. <laughs> right. We'll get to a couple of things you're doing in a moment, but we better talk some cricket. How are we shaped, Matty, going into this first test? Uh, pretty good. Um, look, test matches really are home and away test matches now. They, 
And that's pretty much, not just Australia, that's pretty much everyone that plays abroad. They struggle when they come home, they dominate. And that's probably to be expected. Um, I, I like I, I like the fact that we've got a good uh, pace bowling attack. Um, I, I think, you know, you have a look at the results over the last couple of days as well in the Sheffield Shield competition. Mm. And you've got some really healthy competition internally to the squad as well. You've got the Marsh boys that are up there. I mean, now Marshy's also made a good half century. I think he might be still batting. Um, Terry Burns has made 100 uh, up here at the Gabba. Um, so, you know, they're two people that are in direct comp- competition with each other. Arguably, they shouldn't be. I think Joey Burns was a bit stiff um, to get dropped in the third test match in Sri Lanka. Um, but you know what? They were doing poorly, and, and sometimes sides need to make changes, and they decided to go that way. And the only way that you can actually get back into the side and your only commodity is to score runs. And both of those guys have done it. So, And one of them's got, got 100, and that's Marsh, in, in test match. So you can only do what you're asked yeah. to do, correct? Well, so there's some good, good competition, which I like. That's important. Well, you've got here, Kawaja made a 50 today, Burns uh, in the 100s. Sean Marsh, uh, he made uh, 73, but it was more important he just got through because he's the incumbent. He scored 100 in the last test. Do you think Kawaja's bellowing about being a scapegoat is going to hurt him? Well, I just think it never it never um, pays to argue the toss. Um, I mean, in sporting sides, you always get... And I think it's the nature of the beast as well, Dan you kind of feel a bit gypped at times because you want to do better. You're driven by your own success and you're driven by your own metrics as well. And you want to, you want to put your best foot forward, but it's always clearly one case. And that's just let your bat do the talking. It's it's as simple as that, but you know what? I think he was, you know, the former player, I do think that it was a harsh call on, was he? I think he, he's always had those calls. Unfortunately, he's been one of those players over his, over the years because he's not he's not an overly old player, but then he is a seasoned campaigner. You know, he just has been overlooked at times, and and some people, uh, you know, have the misfortune of having that in their career as well. He just has to shut up, get runs, which he's done this te- this particular innings, yeah. keep getting runs, and keep mounting his story. Uh, otherwise, you, you know, there's going to be other players that take his spot. Matthew, can I can I touch on on the Michael Clark book? It, it's getting a hell of a lot of publicity, and when you touch on some of the subjects that he has decided to, then obviously it's going to get written about by the journo's. But I've always been intrigued by people that have had a wonderfully successful career, and they want to retire, and then they want to write a book, and they want to regurgitate things of the past that basically need to be left in the locker. Um, can you can you explain all that to me? I mean, to me, the answer bottom bottom line is dollars, the the sales of the book. Yeah, Rubs, it's a tough one because you know, as as players, when we were going through, and it's a common common saying, you know, whatever happens on tour stays on tour, and it's a bit tongue in cheek. You've got to put into perspective though now, Rabs, is that. That, that's not even a possibility. Everyone's got a cell phone. Everyone's got the, the, the right to publish, and, and they have a right of an audience. And in some cases, that's used as a right of appeal to to answer journalism, which which has been about trying to pursue a, a certain strategy, whatever that, an angle, if you like. Um, and, and now players can say, well, hang on a second, um, you know, Robert Craddock, to pick a name out of the hat, a really good man and a good journalist and a very experienced one. On my 
um, broadcast or my Twitter feed, which might have three million people, and my Facebook, which has my audience, which might be, you know, two million people. Guys, the the, the athlete now I'm talking is going to post and say, well, this is actually what I'm thinking right now. You know, so I guess it's a challenging environment for these young players, Rabs, because they don't necessarily, as you and I would have done, had an opportunity to have a voice when we were playing. It's very different now. Social media has been a, a real game changer in all of this, and it empowers players and it empowers spectators who see onto the game what they want and make comments. I mean, how many times have we heard, you know, professional athletes, entertainers, um, you name it, you know, the, the sort of high-profile positions get harassed or, or publicly be made enemy number one because of the uh, the trollers on social media? So you're okay with it, Maddie? This is the new world we live in, and this is just the way it's going to be now. Oh, look, I, I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> I very much like the idea of of having a culture which keeps you know, keeps things tight, you know, which is not an exclusive culture because I think it has to reach out, you know, to a fan base. And there was nothing better than walking around the SCG full of people and, and you know, hugging babies and, and, and talking to people and just enjoying what I know to be, you know, a special event for, for fans. When it comes yeah. to player issues and you're together for 11 months of the year, you're going to have some fallouts. And I've got to say, like, it's, a, it's an absolute miracle that there's a, not, a lot more fallouts within the Australian cricket team as well because you do spend that enormous amount of time. You're really married to your teammates. And, look, yeah. it's a very amicable environment pretty much 99% of the time. Yeah, look, that's okay. I mean, I, I wrote a book a couple of years ago and, and, and it sold very well, but I, I don't think I stooped to bagging anybody or, or if you like, regurgitating things that, that didn't have to be regurgitated. Yeah, but you're a great man. I think you know, your, your culture and your work ethic and all of those things, you know, speak volumes to the sort of character that you are, Rabs. And, and look, that's not, that's not to say that, you know, anyone that's, you know, played post you know, the, the 90s has to go down a different path. Of course, everyone's got a choice to... And I'm yeah. a bit the same. Like, standing my ground, I don't think I really necessarily bag, you know, anyone in particular as well. I, I took I took fans to a place where hopefully they could get a bit more of an understanding as to who I was as, as a personality. Some of the key influences, which we've all had. I mean, the great late Kerry Packer said that we've all had a, have to have a ton of luck you know, I think that was an important story that I could tell in my book to understand, you know, just who were those people that, that did make a difference to me um, yeah. without actually giving away, you know, without giving away the locker room because it is a very sacred place and and there are things that happen in there that, that you know, you're not, I'm not overly proud of. Like, for example, walking up the SCG change rooms and bashing in the door. I mean, <laughs> that wasn't a moment that I was overly proud of, but the reality is it happened, and so you've got to... Oh, that's my chooks, by the way. I'm all, mate, I'm always running away from a menagerie of animals here. I've got what, way too... What, three what time dogs, is it up there? Geese, hens. No, it doesn't matter. They crow anyway. <laughs> Bloody things. All right. Well, time is just about gone us. Uh, I mean, I've heard of daylight savings, Hados. I've heard of daylight savings. This is bloody ridiculous. But I've spent the last five minutes trying to run away from animals here, just so you know. So if I'm a bit out of puff, just, oh, just no, please forgive you've me. You've been out of puff, and we've heard the wind, and now we know it's because of the chooks. A couple of, time has nearly got us. You're doing the yeah. Steve War captain's ride. 
Yes, I am. I'd be pleased to know that I got through 80 kilometres of riding yesterday relatively unscathed, but of course that's only got me about three quarters of the way. So <laughs> yeah. on any given day, I think we're riding about mid-120s. So look, I'll be really disappointed if I if I don't finish somewhere in front of the bandy-legged Steve War anyway. And if, How's the Kyber? <laughs> How's the Kyber today after mate, 80k she's yesterday? A hardened, she's, she's a hardened, mate, after spending that many years in the subcontinent. That that particular territory is well seasoned. <laughs> now, something far more appetising. You are doing something with Tourism Northern Territory. What is this? The Million Dollar Fish. Yeah, this is my excuse. Every every couple of months to get up and fish, I've actually just been up in the Northern Territory with my two boys with a project that we've got up there, the uh, Hayden Reynolds Tiwi Project. But this one's a million dollar fish. So, um, you know, it's... It's one of these tournaments. It's uh, 101 fish that have been expertly tagged and released in NT waters right across the north. One of them's worth a million bucks, gents. One, mm. one million bucks. Jeez. And there's already been seven or eight of these fish caught this season. It goes from October through to the end of February. And uh, the other 100 are worth 10,000 bucks. So, I mean, do you get a better excuse to go fishing, potentially <laughs> catch yourself a million bucks? And uh, have a hell of a time with your mates or kids, in my case, and and um, go for it. There you go. You'd go. You'd turn up thinking, mate. Geez, I hope I can get the ten thousand. If I can get the million, it'd be unbelievable. But if I can get the ten thousand, that's what I. That's me. I, I'm on the half glass empty. That's what I'd be going for. But that is on. Uh, let me get the website here. Milliondollarfish.com.au. We got to go. As always, Maddie. Brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs> Over and out, gentlemen. There Catch you, you soon. <laughs> Thanks for the sound effects. It was fantastic. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. More after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Sports update. Five players will make their Australian Kangaroos debut this weekend against uh, the Bravehearts, Scotland. In the first game of the Four Nations, Matt Moylan, Justin O'Neill, James Maloney, Jake Trebojevic and Jake Friend will all play their first test match. Uh, that game is on 6am Sydney time, 5am Brisbane time on Saturday. Uh, I think Gemma's got that one uh, on television. The New Zealand Black Ferns have won the Women's Bledisloe Cup, taking game two over the Wallaroos, 29-3. Back to league, Jared Hayne will play in the Auckland Nines, and the Cleveland Indians are one up in Baseball's World Series, thanks to a 6-0 win over the Chicago Cubs. That's a sports update for Jets 24-hour fitness. Jeff Fennick said something a bit strange. Well, maybe not strange, but I think it's worth re-exploring. We'll get to that right after this. By the way, that Matt Hayden interview... It went for about double the length. You can hear the full interview on the Rush Hour Catch-Up podcast. It's the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Triple M, nearly done for a Wednesday night. Uh, we're on air for the next uh, five and a half weeks or so. Uh, Rabs, something... Uh, if you missed the Jeff Fennick interview, if you if you... Came to the party a bit late. Go, go and get the podcast. It's well worth listening to. But Jeff said something I think we have to re-explore. This was right near the end of the interview. He's very, for those not aware, he's very anti the Danny Green-Anthony Mundine fight. And, and this, is, <laughs> this is what he said near the end of the interview. Look, I know for a fact that these guys were talking about fighting in Melbourne, meeting up and having a fake argument in front of people to make to, to hype the fight up. To me, this is just a joke. It's a joke, a total joke. <laughs> yeah. 
he's always been he's always been animated. He's always been excitable. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know that he, he's so much against the fight. I mean, people in boxing might laugh at that, but the point that he makes is one that's hard to argue against. You know, he's he's talking about it's it's a blatant breaking of the rules where they're putting a fighter at risk because I think he's doing sums where there's going to be a 10-kilogram difference between the two fighters. Mm. And, and, and he's, he's worried about the blatant refusal uh, to stay under the rules of boxing. So uh, I, think, I think that's the point he made to us. Can you imagine, though, if they did have this plan to have this pretend fight? Oh, well, I, I think, you know, I think most weigh-ins are pretty much like that. You know, Muhammad did it. Uh, they, they all have had a go at it, hyping up the, the weigh-in, uh, the confrontation, the face-off. Call it whatever you like, you know. It doesn't matter whether you have it in Melbourne or you have it in, in Adelaide where it's going to be fought in February. Can I read you this? We haven't got enough time to divulge, but... Kerry Packer, uh, another great uh, Kerry story, came this this time from Mark Nicholas, who met Kerry mid-2000s. He just started commentating on nine. Son, stop telling us how effing cold it is in Hobart and how the fielders are wringing their hands and how people are wrapped in anoraks and having a SH1T time. The only yeah. people having a time are those of us at home who have to sit here effing listening to you and son we're a commercial network we sell the game it's not over till it's over i don't care how far in front the aussies are it's never yeah. over our business is numbers son eyeballs and another thing yeah. when you're next in sydney come and see me <laughs> yeah that's right oh that's brought back so many memories uh, I, there's a couple of kerry packer stories i could tell but that is so typical of the man. Really, it is. And then Mark replies, yes, Mr. Packer, when should I? He cuts him off. Are you effing yeah. deaf, son? I said, <laughs> come and see me when you are next in Sydney. And, son, bring those other two blokes, Taylor and Healy, with you. <laughs> That's right. I'll tell you another one on uh, on the weekend about Kerry Packer. In fact, there's a, there's a heap of very good stories right. that the... The big man levelled at certain commentators. Beautiful. Yeah. Ugly Phil next. Got to go. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly.